Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome to Mohani Love Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so we have Scott. How are you, Miss Scott? I am doing well, doing well. Well, I would love to talk about who you are, love. Janice Scott is an author, minister, actress, and inventor. She's also a public figure in the greater Atlantic area. Janice was just inducted into the 19th edition of Who's Who in Black Atlanta. He was featured coming to America all five seasons of Oprah TV show Greenlee and the list goes on and on and on. Janice, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I want to personally thank you for this opportunity to use your platform. Thank you for allowing me to use my voice on your platform. It's such an amazing experience. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. So tell me a little bit. Let's talk about the exciting. Let's talk about what's exciting. Like, you, you worked on coming, you were featured in Coming to America. Which role was that? Um, I was one of her kings, which is Eddie Murphy's, a guest in the, um, I was in the Royal Palace. And I um, I was seen throughout the whole entire movie. I was right behind um, Wesley Snipes uh, doing the dance and right behind Salt and Pepper in Vogue. Um, Gladys Knight, I got a chance to meet so many people. I just posted a picture on my Facebook page with Morgan Freeman and the director, and we were all centered behind those two. And it's, it was just an awesome experience. Really? It was yeah. so funny when you see, I'm really funny, right? The things that I think. Well, the first thing I thought about, Janice, when you said you were in a, a with Hakeem, I thought about the, the, pool, the bath scene, the bath. Oh, scene. yeah. That <laughs> But look, and then I saw a minister and I said, no, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was in the royal palace. (laughs) Ah. So, um, what about Oprah Oprah TV show Greenleaf? I have to check that out. 
Yeah, you know, we did five seasons. Actually, it was four, and they split it and made it into five. But the producer said when it first started that him and Oprah had this idea that it was going to only last for five seasons. And so um, they canceled it after the fifth season. But prayerfully, hopefully, it has been some talk behind the scene about a spinoff. But, um, yeah, I was in Greenleaf uh, in the choir all five seasons, and I'm actually on the soundtrack with Patti LaBelle and Deborah Joe Wine as we sung a rendition of Tremaine Hawkins going up yonder. And so, um, but yeah, it, it was an amazing experience. So you sing too? Yeah, you know, I, I started out singing, you know, I'm originally from a little small town in Arkansas. And mm. um, yeah, and you know, my mom brought us up in church and that's how I got my starting. But yeah, I used to sing. Um, I don't do as much now cause I got so much other stuff going on, but yeah, I got, it was, it was really, really nice to be in the choir and actually sing. Cause a lot of times when you on shows that you pantomize and all that, but we got to actually use our voices and it was really, really mm. special. Really nice. So you have to still, you know, you got to keep, pipes warm i can sing too when you say oh. going up yonder all i heard was if anybody asked you <laughs> yeah oh, sing. Sing. Oh, cool. and now i want to know about the who's who in black atlanta please elaborate on that i saw you yeah. um invite to, it was like a sold out uh Black Excellence. It was like, you know, the, the flyer you sent me to the Marriott for the Marriott Marquis. Yes. Yeah, it was um it was really, really a nice experience. It was hosted by Sharon Reed. And um actually um it was supposed to be in 2019. Of course, you know, the pandemic hit and pushed it back and we didn't have it last year. And then it was kind of on the table whether we were gonna have it this year. But then the director and the CEO got together of Who's Who in Black and they said we were gonna go ahead and have it anyway. And I was so glad and so grateful. Um someone submitted my name and I still don't know to this day who did it because you know I'm in a lot of different circles and a lot of VIP and high profile people but someone submitted my name and then they got in touch with me and asked me to uh, to uh, send in a short brief description of myself and my accolades and and then they got before you know a board and a panel and they decided who was going to be in that book and I was one of the ones that was chosen um, I guess because um, just a little bit about myself in the background. Um, I have lived, this is my second time in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta in the 90s, in the late 90s, 1997. I'm a mm -hmm. former special deputy U.S. Marshal. And so, um, yeah, back in the day, I used to marshalling. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I relocated back to Arkansas, some family issues, and emergencies and things was going on. And then when I came back the second time was in 2015. So I've been here like five years this time. But uh, yeah, so I kind of planted my roots when I was back in the day. And so a lot of people remember me. And uh, yeah, I guess that's how I got selected. But yeah, it was an amazing opportunity just to know that I am being featured with other people, you know, and it's a very nice book. Um, they honored John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, C.T. Martin, uh, WNBA um, 
Renee Montgomery. Um, she's part owner of the basketball here, women's basketball. So they honored her and just a lot of great people in the city that they honored. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so when I look at, um, I see minister. Yes. And I believe, I know that had a lot to do with your upbringing. Like you said, you were brought up in the church yes you would you were touched so you knew that this was part of your calling yes on your life and I, it was something we were discussing when um you you're also an author yes steps in overcoming trials and tribulations and you know guys you should get that book okay you heard it here first I was reading the back of your book because, you know, we always read, look for the synopsis. Yes. And I was telling you that, you know, at the first paragraph, I, it says, in her challenging new book, Janice Scott explores the trials, tribulations, and rewards of obeying the voice of God and walking in step with the Spirit. And I, when I read that, it resonated with me because it was, I was telling you that there are times where I've seen, it's, to me, what I get is a spirit of some type speaking, a person. Yes. And I said to you, when that happened the first time, the first time you experienced that, well, me, because, you know, my, listen, I have a young spirit, especially on the inside, and, and I try to stay giddy and happy as I can be because that's really what we should you know, but um, I giggled first and said to myself, did I just see that? Like, that's how it happens. Like, <laughs> did, like, okay, did that just happen? And, and it's because first you sit and you go, okay, I'm going to ignore that. That that wasn't what that was. And then something else will happen and you're like, uh-uh, that's exactly what that was. Yes. Funny, um, when I was talking to you about that, and you you knew exactly what it was. And explain to me again, you talked about how kindred, basically it was kindred souls and how people are led to each other and how we're all connected, intertwined. Yes. Um, as I was telling you earlier, I had went to the movie to watch uh, Aretha because I was originally in the movie, but the pandemic hit. And then when they rescheduled the uh, set scenes, I didn't go back. And so I went to the movie to watch the movie and I watched Aretha life. And after I got back home, I was talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, it's amazing. I said, just looking at Aretha, you wouldn't have thought she went through all the things that she went through. I said, but I'm so glad that she was able to get her flowers while she lived. And the spirit spoke to me. I heard it loud and clear. He said, we are all intertwined in the fabric of faith. And so that touched me deeply because no matter what we go through, we're all connected by faith, even though some choose not to believe, some try to not want to know that it's there or whatever have you, but we're all intertwined by the fabric of faith. And that just touched my spirit, which means we all are like-minded and like spirits connect each other. And we know sometimes what each other are feeling. We know what we are going through. We know because that's God's spirit in each of us connecting us to each other. And that 
that's why I can, you live in New York and something may be going on and I could just start praying in the spirit and pray for you and not even know whatever situation is going on. It doesn't matter because I'm praying for you and whatever that prayer is and the releasement of faith will call that situation to change and rearrange according to God's word. So we're all connected. Yes, we are. Wow. Wow. And, and you know, I, I call it a gift. Yes. God's gift. One of God's, one of Jesus gifts that yes. I believe gives it to all of us is who's ready to hear it. I think some of us hear it earlier. Some hear it later in life. But when you, it's, it, it was so funny. And I, I try to make everything funny, but I would look at my family and say, y'all, I know I sound crazy, but I said it so much. They would go, all together, you don't sound crazy. <laughs> I know this crazy. See, when this person just said that, they really was telling you to do that. Or, or, or like, somebody will say something to me and I go, oh, this meant that. But I, I'm right when I respond. And, it, it, you know, fact that I haven't yet really surrounded myself with kindred. Yeah. See, a lot of people figure we're family, we're blood, I'm mommy, I'm daddy, I'm sister, I'm brother, but it doesn't mean that you're kindred. Right. Correct. Now, that's a deep statement. Yes. And um, it's 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 just a gift, and I I, I know what you're talking about, and I know the yes. voice heard. I've heard yes. it too. That's yes. another. I okay. You know, um, I heard October 2nd. I, you know, I wrote it down. That's all I heard on October 2nd. And you know what happened? I got up in the morning and I all of my interviews lined up in one queue, about 50 or 60. Wow. And you, wow. I look right at yours and a couple of, and I said, gotta have her, gotta have, and I, I went down the line. So when I heard the date that would see it led you know, I think throughout life we all have callings. We have things we want yes. to do. And we you agree yes. on that? Like and and some want to do are not the calling. Right. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it gets us track. We're like, why this isn't working yet? It's like, look. Inside, I want to be a champion skier and don't like snow, but I'm going to do it because it looks really good. With... I can do that. It is not working out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I spent five years on this. That's why I think it's important that we do talk to Jesus, talk to the God in us before we make decisions, especially oh, decisions that life. Oh, absolutely. A lot it's, of and not it's a vital part of our lives. And um, to me, you know, I have a special gift and my book, book talks about it. Um, you know, I see dreams and visions more than most people. I see, I've seen things more than people could ever imagine. And I share a little of it in my book, but um, yeah. And so it's that personal time and that personal relationship that you have with Jesus and you get to know him and he becomes, he really do sticks closer than any brother and he becomes your it. 
you know, and, and, you know, people, I got the it thing and she's the it girl. But for me, Jesus is my it person because he keeps me grounded and he keeps me out of danger. Just the other night, um, I, and I know it and I have heard it before and he has told me before, but I love chicken sausage and I don't eat pork and I don't eat beef. And so I got on, I got on this kick about chicken sausage and I heard it loud and clear two nights ago, get off of that chicken sausage. It is processed. I got up and I threw it in the trash immediately because he knows, he knows. Well, can I ask you a question? Uh Uh-huh. With this message, look at this. So when I was pregnant with my first son, Uh I, um, would eat watermelon, right? I, I would have uh-huh. a problem with watermelon. Then after I gave birth to him, watermelon made me not eat. Just this year, I eat watermelon and want watermelon. I actually buy me like six watermelons. This is how bad it is, how much I love it. And, and this, <laughs> this has started this week. And I want to know, what is that? Literally, I want it all day. Maybe it's a nutrient in it that my body needs because I also, you know, I, I call on Jesus about my health too. I, I've always oh, I said, I take pills for nothing. I'm nope. very healthy and I'm always say healthy until this day. I then healthy. Yeah. And I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could it, it it could be just a trend or something that you are um and I love watermelon too and I I you know I probably done pushed it past you because I have in the top of my freezer watermelon fruit bars, you know. <laughs> I go to Publix and Publix have you know, they have watermelon, strawberry, uh coconut. Yeah, I done got into these fruit kicks bars now. Um they're frozen fruit. And so I, I ate a watermelon one last night. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, and and then I saw um there was a YouTuber who took a whole watermelon, he cut the top out the circle, he took a blender, blended on the inside, out everything and poured it in a bowl, he strained the watermelon juice out, blended the rest that was left inside the strainer, put it back in the watermelon, <laughs> put this <laughs> he put yeah. the spout inside and you went drink fresh watermelon juice. Wow. Was, yeah, it was like I saw this. It was so different to me. But wow. Yes, I'm kick, and I'm I'm happy I'm not alone. I think it's good. It's it's good. It's good for us. Yeah. 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 So where did you get your inspiration to write your book? Because we're full of a lot of us are full of a lot of information. You know, you meet people, authors, but they never do it time to write a book what inspired you to write your book um like I say I'm originally from a small town in Arkansas and honestly all I had and all I still have to this day was my faith and a dream and I just knew that I was born to be successful and Mm. um I chop I have chopped cotton for a living um I have trumped cotton for a living did you yeah. Oh, yeah. I have I have graded cotton. I have a certificate from USDA 
um, where I can look at cotton and tell you the texture. I can tell you the grade. I went to grading school. I was top of the grading school. I have a certificate in it. And the great thing about that, I got in on the black farmers and I was able to get the $50,000 that was owed to me. Um, and I write about portions of that in my book. Um, but yes, but during that time, you know, I chopped cotton to make money in order to buy my school clothes. And that's how I bought my school clothes in the summer. And so wow. I knew that I was destined for success. And so when I moved to Atlanta in 97, God told me to get a journal and just start jotting these things down that, you know, that was in my past all the way up to where I was then. And so I just started writing things down. And then um, I got like a closet full that goes literally almost to the ceiling of books of journalism. And then he told me to collect them. He told me when to do it. And he told me about this book that I was going to write. And at the time, you know, when God speak to you, you'd be all ready to go and chimed up and ready to go. It wasn't for then. He said, I didn't tell you to put that book out there then. I told you to write a journal and keep it. And so when it was time to get it together and release it, he told me when to do it. And I released it. And that book has been literally all over the world. I just shared a portion on my Facebook page where my book would be at Point University, which is a Christian university. Um, it'll be in the bookstore. Nice. Yes. 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 Wow. So listening to God and doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And I went to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So they have inducted it into the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff Library Hall of Fame. That's where it started. And then from there, it just been going and going and going. And I travel around the world speaking on this book and my faith and and trying to encourage others that, you know, it's that still small voice. And so that's how I got started with this book. All the things that I had went through from growing up to high school to moving out here in Atlanta the first time, some of the things that I encountered. And um, yeah, and God had me to collect it and put it in the book. And it's been so inspiring to other people. I have to give you this. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> thank you. The other thing, I have another question. So you are, you have nine siblings. Well, it, it was 10 of us. My oldest brother and my oldest sister has passed since I wrote that book. And so uh, I think at the time my older brother has passed, but my older sister. So it's eight of us now. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. That was my mom, which is 95. I called her about 20 minutes ago and I said, mom, I'm on a podcast. So I'm calling you early. Okay. And then that was her calling me. So, you know, but she turned 95, September the 11th. And so, bless her heart. She lives in Arkansas. I'm headed that way in a couple of days. And so, she feels the need to call me, but I'll call her back. She's fine. And here's the other question I have, right? Because we're winding down, right? Uh-huh. Now, you invent. Hello? I'm here. You, did you hear me? Yes, yeah, say that again. What did you invent? Oh, I invented um, a couple of things. Um, um, I invented a feminine hygiene product. Did you? Yes. It's, it's, um, it's with corporations right now. 
-hmm. It's in the hands of Johnson and Johnson and a couple of other corporations. I'm waiting on them to get back with me. And then I also invented a T-shirt called the Cool Tee. And we have that in uh, the market. We're working on some market things with that as well. Really nice. So you yes. are a black female inventor. Yes. <laughs> really. I'm, I'm so happy that you took the time out today to talk to me. And um, is there anything else you would like to share with everyone? Um, honestly, I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you for this opportunity to use my voice as a platform. And I continue to pray blessings on you and you. for the audience and anybody that's listening and everyone that's listening. I just want to encourage you to say, never give up on your dream and to push and to persevere. You're going to have tests to come up, trials to come up. It's going to be distractions and all kind of stuff, but know within yourself that God created you to be successful and to overcome. And so you can overcome and become successful at anything that you put your mind to, you know, just uh -huh. put God first. And whenever distractions come, deal with them or put them on a the back burner, but do not let that and allow that to distract you from living your dream because we are really intertwined together all in one faith. And it's up to you how you choose to live your life. And so I just pray blessings on everyone. And thank you again so much for this opportunity. It's a great experience. And I'm really honored. And you are going to go live with me on YouTube soon yeah. in the near future you <laughs> yes i am so looking forward to going live with you on youtube i am excited about it and um ready for the opportunity to share more <laughs> thank you and many blessings to your mom she's 95 bless her yeah september the 11th she turned 95 and she still lives home by herself you know we go down and we check on her and get her things and do things for her but you know she wants it and kind of like the elderly, they like to be at home, you know, during their last days or whatever, last years. And, you know, but she's doing good. She's doing pretty good. And so I'm just grateful that she has strong genes, which means I have at least to 94 and 95. <laughs> or you may have to 100 with technology. Yeah. Or yeah. 200. Yeah. I don't have 200 years, but. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so much for uh, podcasting with me and kudos to you and everything that you've done, all the achievements that you have and you will keep on going strong. Um, congratulations on your inventions and please keep on inventing more products, especially for women. I love yes. that. Yes. I think, yes. Yes. So that'll be it for the. And guys, thank you for listening to Mohani Love's podcast. Let's talk about it and never forget that I love you.